There were two more murders 15 miles when away. When arrived, they found the telephone we have a, and electricity lines. The weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. A cup of murder. It is a sad fact that marriages end almost every day. And while divorce can be messy, most make it out unscathed. The same cannot be said for the children involved. On June 30th, 1988, a woman took revenge on the men who wronged her and took the lives of her innocent daughters in the process. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. The night of June 30th, 1988, started out like normal in the Nieves family's Santa Clarita home. Except the kids were surprised when their mother, Sandy, asked if they wanted to have a little sleepover in the kitchen. Obeying their mother, seven-year-old Crystal, five-year-old Jacqueline, 11-year-old Rochelle, 12-year-old Nicolette, and 14-year-old David joined her in the kitchen, tucking themselves into sleeping bags. The next thing David knew, he was waking up along with his siblings, gagging on the smoke that was filling the home. As they started to stand and escape the incoming blaze, Sandy commanded them to stay where they were. 911 was called, but the four young girls all died of smoke inhalation. Sandy and David were taken to a nearby hospital where David gave a chilling testimony against his own mother. Not only did she not allow her children to leave the home once they noticed the fire, but she herself poured the gasoline, released the gas from the oven, and set the home ablaze. That she sat there and listened to her children gag and cough, all while preparing to die alongside of them. She was arrested as soon as she was released from the hospital, and police began compiling the evidence against her. So, why did Sandy feel the need to take herself down and her children with her? Men. In the weeks before the murders, the financially unstable woman was left by her boyfriend, and was in the process of fighting over the kids and child support with her ex-husband, David. An ex-husband, it should be mentioned, who was once her own stepfather. The two married just two years after his divorce from her mother. Eventually, David adopted her three children from her previous marriage, David, Nicolette, and Rochelle, and then the pair themselves had Crystal and Jacqueline. But once they divorced in 1997, Sandy and her ex began the brutal battle for the custody of his two biological children. She believed that David's older son, who had a restraining order that kept him from being within 300 yards of the young girls, was violent and didn't want them living with David and being around his son. Not only did David want to take the two younger girls away from Sandy, but he also wanted to annul the adoption of the three older children in order to reduce his child support payments. He was also claiming that it was Sandy who was a danger to the children, as she was known to beat them with a long wooden spoon, though no reports of child abuse were ever made. Unemployed Sandy didn't think she could afford to maintain custody and was terrified that David would win the case. They were set to go to court the following Monday. Her desperate attempt for revenge left all but one of her children dead. She was taken to court, and after a three-and-a-half-month-long trial, during which Sandy's lawyers tried to argue that she was sleepwalking when she set the home on fire, she was convicted of first-degree murder and attempted murder. David now lives with his father and stepmother and refuses all contact with his murderous mother. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on July 1st. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.
Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.